Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Relove Podcast. This is Pastor Seth Yolorda, and I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this week's message. Our prayer is that it will leave you inspired, encouraged, and challenged as you grow higher in Christ. And I also just want to ask that if this message is a blessing to you, that you would take the time to share it, to send it to a friend, send it to a family member so that they too can be blessed. Again, we thank you for taking the time to listen, and we pray that you are blessed. Hi, everyone. My name is Liz. And my name's Orlando, and we are excited to be here with you, the Relove Church family. Uh, thank you to Pastor Seth. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you to all the leaders in the Relove Faith community for allowing us to be part of this weekend. In fact, we are um, just taken aback to your intentionality yes. as you look at the entire month and relationships, dating, parenting. Um, we're praying for you guys. Uh, a little bit about us. Uh, we've been married for 16 years. Mm -hmm. We have uh, three very loud and energetic boys yes. that live in this house with us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we love food. And, and that's probably, you know, the Filipino and the um, Samoan and Tongan mix within yes. our home that we love food. We so, do. Yeah. Uh, we enjoy having COVID dates, mm -hmm. which consist of us at a Starbucks drive-thru. Yes. Because that's really the only place we can go <laughs> right now. Um, and we like to laugh and yes. kind of diffuse the tension yes. of being in this house, all five of us, mm -hmm. For the last like nine months yes, together yes um and we've been able to do that by yeah. transforming one of the ways is transforming our dining area into a ping pong area so the dining table is now a ping pong table so we're doing all that we can just trying all you the know, things uh, to just help of. all of this situation and also this thousand piece puzzle that is scattered all over our floor and this is how we detox at the end of the day. Screen detox. And uh, everyone comes together to try to find those small pieces, but we have seen um, it proves helps, to be helps a, our brains. Yeah, a time yeah. of coming together. And we like uh, we see the value of being outside. Yes. Uh, especially during this time. And the reason why we're so passionate about marriage and family is because we didn't have some of those opportunities to have those conversations when we were before we got married. Yes. And so I believe we're just all about creating safe spaces mm -hmm. and having those difficult conversations yeah. so we can kind of share what we've learned along the way. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully people can be further along. You know, they don't have to learn when they're 16 years in marriage, but they can learn earlier on of ways in which, you know, they can help build and empower um, their relationships, especially their, their marriage. Yes, and so if you want to follow us on social media, please go ahead and do that. We are so happy yes. to spend this time with all of you. Yeah. All right, so we're going to start off with a with an exercise. Yes. And for those of you who are watching, I'm going to read a statement out. And if you agree with that statement, you're going to give a thumbs up. Mm -hmm. If you don't agree with it, then you just give a thumbs down. Yeah. Or if you want to comment uh, below, go, go ahead, ahead and do that. So here's the first statement. True love is unconditional. What do you guys think? Thumbs up, thumbs down, maybe. Uh, how about this statement? You should change for someone if you love them. Mm. Yeah, oof. <laughs> um, my partner should know how I'm feeling all the time. Hmm. Yeah. How about this? How about this one? Good relationships should not include fighting. 
Good relationships should not include fighting. What do you guys think? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? Okay. Some fighting. <laughs> Some fighting. <laughs> um, a good relationship requires 100, 100. Mm -hmm. So one person giving 100 and the other person giving 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100, 100. What do you think about this one? Um, there is one person for everyone. Mm -hmm. That means one person. Go ahead. That you you have like one person for each yes, person. One yes. special person that is just the one waiting for you. The one. The one. Yeah. The one. Okay. Um, how about vulnerability is a weakness? Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, real love means having that spark, that fuzzy, the fuzzy feeling. The butterflies. That's what real love is. You know, you you connect with people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't need to share every part of my life mm. with my partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't need to share every part of it. All right. Yeah. All right. And last one is in the right relationship, your feelings will never change. Oh. In that relationship, your feelings will never change. If it's a right feeling, the right person, hmm. your feelings will never change. Just give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. Or comments. Or comments. What you think of those statements. Yes. Um, and today, you know, we want to talk about the power of being vulnerable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the definition of vulnerability is us. this. The quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. Hmm. Um, it is no wonder why this word vulnerability comes from the Latin word um, vulnus, which means an open wound. Oh, and uh, because that's what vulnerability is. It's, it's us being open and being transparent, even if it brings us pain. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just to start this off, we we are systems. Uh, we come from family systems. And, right. and, and this is from Bowen as he talks about all of this. You know, we have our family of origin, mm -hmm. uh, which Liz, uh, go ahead, just talk about your family oh. of origin. Um, so I grew up in a family. I have a mom and a dad and mm -hmm. I have an older brother. Okay. And in our family, we did a lot of talking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we also had, our family was a huge mix of cultures, mm -hmm. uh, which brought in a different very dynamics. different dynamics. Yeah. 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 And so for me, you know, I grew up in New Zealand. Uh, my parents, my mom is um, Tongan and my dad is Samoan. And so just with that dynamics as well, um, vulnerability, you know, was was not something that we did a lot. There were times in there that people we were open. Vulnerable. People yeah. got vulnerable and were able to share. But for the most part, um, it was not an environment where we freely right. were able to talk. But, you know, family systems is so important. Why? Because this is this is where we learn our behaviors, but this is also where we pass on our behaviors as we look at our um, family of procreation. Then we learn a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Finances, the way we communicate. All from um, our family All origin. from our family yeah. of origin. Yeah. We also learn, you know, how to manage our emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, how well differentiated we are as, as individuals. Yeah. We learn that from our family of origin as well. And we also take away um, what intimacy looks like. Mm -hmm. And so if our parents were close mm -hmm. physically, were they affectionate, we learn all of those skills and expectations mm -hmm. from how we were raised. Mm -hmm. And, you know, intimacy by its very nature requires us to be vulnerable because mm -hmm. we have mm -hmm. to be open, right? Mm -hmm. um, our partner sometimes can know us sometimes better than we know ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so intimacy can be very intimidating. Hmm. 
Um, but I really believe that it's an opportunity to grow a very deep relationship with yeah. your partner. Yeah, and I think that one of the goals that we have for our family is to have those conversations, to be vulnerable so that our kids can learn. Uh, you yeah. know, we know what we experienced growing up as kids mm -hmm. in our own homes, but now we have the opportunity to kind of set that stage for our kids to come to us and talk to us and just yeah. be open and transparent. Um, but that takes a lot of work. It does. It's, you have to be really intentional. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what the Bible says? Like, what's the blueprint mm -hmm. for vulnerability? What sure. does the Bible say about it? And so two verses we want to share with you as we start off this journey of vulnerability. The first one is 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. And it says this, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Mm. Anyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8, it says the these words. Scripture. It says, love is patience. And you could probably recite this. This is probably a verse that a lot of you used when you got married. Um, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres because love never fails. And so we want to take a look at how vulnerability plays out in our relationships. Uh, right. Brene Brown, uh, an author, speaker, uh, speaks a lot about this, and we want to share some of that with you today. The first thing Brene Brown shares about vulnerability is that it is a sign of strength. Hmm. Now think about this for a moment. When you are sharing an intimate story or detail about your life with someone, you really have no idea how they're going to react to that. Mm -hmm. But yet you're courageous and brave enough to share that detail about you, and that indicates strength. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, number two with that is that vulnerability calls out shame and isolation. Right. Um, so when we go through life and the journey is very messy, it's very seldom it's a beautiful journey mm -hmm. uh, without any hiccups or uh, any challenges or obstacles. Um, but those stories that we have inside of us, we kind of retract those stories um, and, and we become silenced. Because you're embarrassed to because share Because we're em embarrassed to, uh, yeah. to share those stories. And I think Maya Angelou says this, these words, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. And so because of this shame and isolation, um, it just allows us to retreat to a place where we just don't want to share anything because of that shame right. and, and uh, so that isolation. You... Because it's safer. Exactly. And yeah. when you are vulnerable, yeah. it kind of gets rid of shame and isolation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the third thing is vulnerability builds authentic trust. Yeah. Um, you know, when you share an intimate detail or a part of your story with someone and, you know, they still love you, they still accept you, they're listening with empathy, that just brings you to a whole nother level of intimacy and trust. Mm -hmm. And, you know, trust takes a long time to build but only an instant to destroy. Yes. And so I believe that, you know, Brene Brown says this, that vulnerability isn't about winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up 
and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Hmm. Vulnerability is not a weakness. It's our greatest measure wow. of courage. Wow. Wow. And Gottman actually says something. John Gottman? Yeah, he, he's okay. actually saying something pretty good too. He says, vulnerability is uh, courageous. Mm -hmm. It's a willingness to drop your shield, expose the unguarded underbelly of your fears, your doubts, and your insecurities. Wow. Um, so, you know, when we look at this thing of vulnerability, it, it definitely is a wound. Because we don't want people we're, to we're, see that's those right. parts of us. Yeah. 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 And so this leads us to the barriers to being vulnerable. And there are many common misconceptions that we often rely on because we put up these emotional armors in order to protect ourselves. That's right. And so this dynamic shows up um, in fear and mm -hmm. shame. And our friend Mike Tucker from Mad About Marriage talks about this. And he says, you know, for women, there's a core belief that there should be closeness in marriage. Mm -hmm. And when we don't feel that closeness, it can create a lot of anxiety and fear. And so we want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And that it shows up in, you know, hun, we need to talk. <laughs> yes. Or what are you thinking right now? Mm -hmm. You know, and like, mm -hmm. let's have a, what are those quality time talk it all talk mm -hmm. all night mm -hmm. moments, mm -hmm. um, which is something that I love to do, yeah. but maybe not something that Orlando would like to do. And so as that, as we as the couple continues to grow apart, more and more fear sets in. And fear for a woman is a primary, is the primary mm -hmm. negative emotion, right? So yeah. something's happening in the relationship, you're not talking about it, and she keeps pursuing. Mm -hmm. If we could just talk about it, you know, yeah, and yeah, she might press yeah, and press yeah, and press. Yeah. So what's going on in a, in a man's head? And so for a man, um, you know, the primary negative emotion for us is shame. Hmm. And so as it is fear for you, it is shame for us. Because when you say, hun, we need to talk, yeah. um, you know, a lot of that anxiety sets into us because now you're going to list all the things that um, we were incapable of doing. And so we know that one of the things that we are uh, responsibility for is to take care of the home, is to take care of our spouse, take care of our children. And so when we feel like we fail in that, mm -hmm. um, there is a lot of shame. So just to talk about it, yeah. um, a lot of shame kind of sets in because now you're actually putting it out there. Right. And you know... Um our fear can be so great mm -hmm. as women in the marriage that we don't even recognize yeah. that, oh, my husband might be feeling shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, it could be um, not recognizing the fear exactly. that uh, you know my spouse is feeling. So I'm thinking about fear. He's thinking about shame. And it really keeps us from being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the second thing is this idea of perfectionism. And perfectionism is the belief that everything, you have to do everything perfectly yeah. um, in order for you to avoid the shame. Um, and it comes from the desire to be perceived as being perfect, uh, perfectionist mindset, so People that you don't, don't get criticized. Exactly. And, and, and this is the thing. So you, you, you're trying to avoid it so that people won't criticize you because you are able to take these things personally that's, and that's a hard one for yeah, me yeah um yeah that's a hard one and yeah. i think when we look at social media yeah. um you know this is kind of amped this up even more because we only want to share the good stuff in our lives we only want to share the highlight reels um you know instagram facebook all the uh, perfect pictures perfect photos 
Um, and we want to hide the things that, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, no one's going to post on their social media yeah. that we had a big fight. Sure. Or I don't feel understood. Yeah. Um, so I can understand why people only post the, the highlight reel. Yeah. But that can give other people watching it a real sense of not feeling good about themselves sure. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes and it does something to your brain too like when we go press those likes and you see the likes going up you see you, you know get the same you get amount, this amount yeah uh, you get actually a hit of dopamine mm-hmm. in your brain which is the same hit that you get uh when you're gambling and you win yes yeah so yeah. it's interesting that that chemical gets released when we are affirmed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and i hope that you know people can grow to a place where you don't need someone else's affirmation yeah, yeah. to know how valued yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. And authenticity cannot uh, exist in the same mindset of perfectionism. Why? Because perfectionism, perfectionism is real. based on wearing a mask. It's not achievable. Yeah. There is no such thing as a perfect spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the third thing is numbing through addiction. Yeah. And... Addiction is compulsive and chronic behaviors used to numb emotions associated with shame. Hmm. And so sometimes we think of addiction and we automatically think uh, alcohol and drugs, right? But addiction can take, or compulsive behaviors can take many forms. Hmm. Um, And when we do things to kind of um, mask what we're trying to run away from, it could be things like, uh, working out a lot hmm. or, um, you or know, overworking, overworking mm-hmm. uh, or on, constantly on your social media. Yeah. And we avoid hmm. um, dealing with those issues. Yeah. And so there are two types of behaviors here. It's comforting behaviors mm-hmm. and numbing behaviors. And these addictive tendencies occur because, you know, we kind of cross the line between comforting behaviors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, numbing behaviors. And comforting behaviors are any activities that bring joy in times of stress or hardship. Okay. So if you're, I don't know, studying for something or you're going through a difficult time at work, maybe you want to sit down and, and have a, a nice hot beverage or go for a really mm-hmm. long walk, you know. Um, a numbing behavior where are when we rely on those comforting behaviors to ignore our problems. Hmm. And so if you're having a, an issue with your spouse or your child and you just long walk all day long <laughs> and you never come home until everyone's sleeping, that becomes a numbing behavior, right? And so I think without careful moderation, we can use those comforting behaviors and they can morph into um, numbing behaviors. Yes. So the last thing that prevents vulnerability or or some of that emotional armor that we wear Mm -hmm. is something called, Brene Brown calls it foreboding joy. Hmm. And this is when we don't want to feel joy or celebrate because we think, what if it's taken away from me? Hmm. Or what if it doesn't last? Or what Mm -hmm. if it's not real? And this is particularly difficult for individuals who have been betrayed in relationship. Mm And so our natural response is to kind of protect ourselves. Yes. So we stop joy Hmm. before it even happens. Wow. And we kind of bargain it away with the promise that, well, I don't want to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of just close Mm -hmm. ourselves off. And so a lot of the opportunities that may happen that could come our way, we don't take those opportunities because we self-sabotage 
um, ourselves with negative thinking patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is something that affects all of us. Yeah. And so, you know, if you if you're having issues with or challenges with your partner and you don't want to tell them hmm. what's really going on, mm-hmm. um, you actually stop yourself from having a deeper, authentic yeah relationship Mm -hmm. with your partner and you forebode that part of a Mm -hmm. joyful relationship Mm -hmm. because of that shame and that fear yeah and so there's a lot of negative interactions that we engage in um and the way that we communicate with each other um that plays a larger role in vulnerability within our families within our relationships and uh, john gottman talks about the four horsemen and you've probably heard about this uh before but um, the first one is criticism and criticism is that global expression of, hey, you never do anything right. Um, you're always so forgetful. You always leave the trash or you don't pick up after yourselves. It's and like these are nitpicking yeah, on all the negative yes, parts. All the yes. overgeneralizations that mm-hmm. that we, we do. And if we're not careful, we do a lot of this to our kids. Right. Um, we, we the way that we speak to them, the way that we talk to them. And so because of this, because of the way that we speak to them, um, you know, it it affects them that that will by carry being, with them withdrawing themselves yes. from the conversation even beginning. So just that criticism, yeah. the way we speak to our children when they're young mm. becomes the voice that they hear for the rest of their lives. Yes. I mean, I'm sure you can remember a time that some somebody said something hurtful to you at church or at home and mm-hmm. you still remember it yeah. to this day. And yeah. the way we communicate mm-hmm. will dictate how vulnerable we can be. Mm-hmm. And so these four horsemen mm-hmm. has a lot to do with how we communicate. Sure. Right. Sure. So that criticism, yeah. those digs, it makes a huge no one's gonna want to be vulnerable yeah. if yeah. someone's always criticizing mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah, the the other one is contempt. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, it's it's when you uh, the other person is trying to exert their superiority over the other person. And so, you know, those sarcasm, the cynicism, the eye rolls, um, the oh my OMGs, the, you know, all of those things, right? They, they all play a huge part in uh, whether, you know, we are able to be vulnerable yeah, because it will either um, uh, sh- belittle us. Yes. And so we shrink back mm-hmm. to even sharing you know, a lot of the things that we go through. The other one is defensiveness. And, you know, the, the attacking spouse is now defensive in a way that it's not my fault. It's always your fault. Mm-hmm. And so, again, because um, it's your fault that um, they take themselves out of the equation, mm-hmm. out of the uh, solution as well. But we got to understand that the the problem is both of us. We both contribute to the issue uh, which means that we both have to contribute to the solution as well. Um, and if all of these things happen, if criticism happens, contempt happens, if defensiveness starts to happen, then the fourth uh, horseman is stonewalling. And stonewalling is basically you just checked hey. out. Man. I'm checking out of everything that's going on in this relationship. And you can probably see this in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, when kids are, you know, on their headphones just to kind of block out uh, everything that's happening around them, um, the noise, the experiences, if it's not favorable for them, um, this is their way of doing it. For men, it's probably sitting down in front of the TV and just watching mindless binging on, you know, movies and maybe sports. Um, but this is like, you know, 
um, just kind of putting on those blinders that whatever is happening here mentally, I'm just going to check out. Mm -hmm. And I think it could look like just working all the time, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not talking to your spouse, yep. uh, always looking at your phone at the dinner table. It's basically those blinders mm -hmm. and it can manifest itself in many different ways. I'm yes. sure wives do it as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I believe the research says that yep. it's more common yep. in men. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Even though both do do it, mm -hmm. but more common in men than in women. Um, and so we always get to that stage, you know, of stonewalling. Uh, I know that I have done a lot of stonewalling, you know, in, in our relationship. And we'll probably talk a little bit about that a little later on uh, and how I was able to overcome. But definitely it is um, in males more than it is in females. So we've talked about a lot of barriers that can really stop couples and individuals mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. being vulnerable. So let's talk about some practical things that we can actually do yes. Yes. to grow um, and to, to really challenge us to be more vulnerable. And the mm -hmm. first thing is to discover who you are hmm. uh, understand your personality yes the things that trigger you um, do you need to heal from old wounds mm -hmm. and and I think that's why we really believe in the power of therapy yeah um, and if you can't get there there's some great resources that you can do um, just by reading and educating yourself one mm -hmm. of the great things is a book by doctors David and Beverly Sedlacek, yes. cleansing the sanctuary of the heart. Hmm tools for emotional healing because mm -hmm. there is great power when you understand who you are and then now you can use that to better your relationship sure what what are some practical ways of assessing yourself that you oh, have found helpful um besides therapy mm -hmm. um there are a lot of personality tests mm -hmm. that you can do okay um, and I found that for me, a lot of reading on um, emotional healing really helps me. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. So the Enneagram, um, mm -hmm. the Myers-Briggs, one of the ones that really helped me was the DISC assessment. So mm -hmm. I'm a I'm a SC. And uh, if you ever meet an SC or you read about an SC, um, these are folks that um, are very standoffish because we don't really take criticism well. We take it personally. Right. And so just understanding this about me, um, I had to get out of my element right. to be able to be vulnerable in times because naturally I would just, um, you know, close off mm. um, because that was just kind of my personality. And, and, and the this assessment allowed me to kind of look at that and say, you know what, that is me. But this is how I can um, project myself in these situations when I do feel that I'm being pushed or feel like that I'm criticized and try to reframe that in my mind and kind of move forward in a healthy way. Yeah, there's a lot of power yeah, in that. And, yeah. and so the second thing is this, um, let go of others' expectations and embrace your imperfections. Yes. Yeah, so this is, this is a hard one because social media, again, wants our highlight reels mm -hmm. and and that's what we want to put out there that's what we want to project yeah. but we are imperfect beings mm -hmm. um, and we are dysfunctional um, yes. you know because of sin because of our experiences we are dysfunctional people and you know there's a saying that goes progress over perfection mm -hmm. um, and i love this because when we talk about perfection it is it is the expectations that others have on my life and a lot of times we're trying to meet those expectations. We're yeah. trying to live up to those expectations, but we can't. Um, but I would rather do progress because progress 
um, are the expectations that I put growing. on myself. And I'm right. growing. Um, it may not be um, how you want me to grow, but guess what? I'm progressing along in my life and I'm growing through the experience uh, as well. So embrace those imperfections. Yes. Embrace them. There's no such thing as a perfect spouse. Let them be part of your story. It is part of your story. And uh, the more we embrace them quickly, um, the more we will find healing in those traumatic mm. experiences and move forward. The next thing is to set boundaries. Mm. And this is particularly for um, people who are dating. You know, it's good to be vulnerable with one another yeah. and to share your story. But, you know, think about the details that you share. Is this going to be hurtful or mm. helpful in okay. the relationship? Yeah. And so set boundaries around your story. If you mm -hmm. want to talk about, you know, past relationships, okay. Yeah. But do you want nitty gritty details about mm. what the person looked like, mm -hmm. how, what car they drove, how yeah. much money they made? Like we don't need those nitty gritty details. Mm -hmm. So set boundaries yeah. around your story. Yeah. And, and, and this question actually we put in here because whenever we do a, uh, whether it's dating, whether it's young adults, whether it's youth and they're dating and they, you know, find that uh, significant other, you know, how much is too much? Yeah. You know, when you want to share, you're on a date with them. How much is too much? And so that, that's why we actually put this in here. Boundaries are Set good. those boundaries, mm -hmm. you know, and um, just you don't want to go on the first date and kind of share everything. Bear your whole soul out in that yes. person. But know that ahead of time so that you're able just to healthy boundaries. And as the mm -hmm. relationship develops, continue to share more and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the next one, number four, is this to be willing to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, we, we have to be willing. Nobody can force you to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. And a lot of our experiences, because we have been hurt, because we have been criticized, um, we are afraid to put ourselves out there. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so, you know, the question is always to us, the, the voice is always louder when we're talking to ourselves. What if this doesn't work? Or what, what if, if they reject me? What if they reject me? What are me? they going to think of me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even in a couple as well, what is my spouse going to think about me if I tell them my, you know, my fears? Their deep, dark my fears. Deep, or dark secrets fears or secrets. Or, you know, what, yeah. what is going to, to, to come of it? Um, but I want you to kind of reframe that and look at it on the other side. Um, not necessarily what if it doesn't work out. Mm. What if it does? What if it means a deeper relationship, right? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, another thing is to use self-compassion. We do need to take it easy on ourselves. Remember, mm -hmm. if we've been raised to never think this way or to communicate a different way, this transition is going to be new for us. Yeah. So it's a new skill that we all have to learn. Um, and so I would just say take it easy on yourself to combat that perfectionism mm -hmm. because this is how we build resilience. Yeah. And I don't know if you've noticed on social media these days, but there's just this rise of permission posts. Yep. You know, it's okay to say no. It's okay to be in your pajamas all day. It's okay to make mistakes. There's so much emphasis on giving yourself permission. Yes. And so I don't know if that's just a, like a consequence of COVID, hmm. but self-compassion. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Number six, mm -hmm. live authentically. Um, be your 
self. Be your true self. And when I say true self, not necessarily you saying, well, this is who I am. Take you know, get over, it. take it or leave it. Too bad I, 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 I say this or we say this in the context of who God really wants you to be. Mm-hmm. And, and and we know that we are evolving. We are changing um, because even Philippians chapter 1, uh, 6 says these words, being confident of this, that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it out on uh, to completion until the day of, of Christ. So, so Christ is still working in our hearts and we are evolving to be who God wants us to be. Be real with that. Don't try to be fake or to be someone that you're not just so that the other person can like you. Just I, be who you I are. I just feel like this has a lot to do with our personality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so for people pleasers out there, yeah. we're always trying to do things for other people so people will accept us and yes, will love yes. us. And sometimes we're doing things that isn't healthy for us mm. or not healthy for the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that authenticity, you know, God made you exactly who you are on purpose. Mm. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... The, the last thing is to, you know, there are ways to create intimacy in a relationship to bring about that vulnerability. And one of the things is eight second hugs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and not like one of these. Not the churchy hugs, you know, not just, the cheap ones, but the like a one sided, um, uh, but, you know, like a real hug. Yes. Uh, David Schnark in his book, um, Passionate Marriage. Um, talks about hugging till relaxed. Mm. Um, and it sounds like, oh, yeah, I can do that all the time. But it actually is not as simple as we think. Mm-hmm. Because can you be in the arms of your partner and really rest? Yes. And so we challenge you mm-hmm. uh, to try eight second hugs on a regular mm-hmm. basis, like regularly throughout the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, like a real hug. Yeah. 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 And, and so not, not to just do a hug for the sake of hugging right mm-hmm. but to relax yeah to really rest yeah. in one another yeah. um and it's also you know just hugs in general uh for our children also make yes. a huge difference yeah um yeah. Yeah. another one is eyes to eyes for now, five minutes without talking <laughs> now people like oh yeah i can do that but i tell you it's, it is it's pretty difficult it's weird yeah. it's a challenge to you it's to, a challenge it, to it. do five this. minutes and this is like really looking into your partner's eyes mm-hmm. and without not, laughing and not talk well you will yeah. laugh guarantee yeah. but not talking yeah yes just look it, at it's each an other. intimacy exercise yes. um and the last thing is to is to have like micro dates yeah uh and when our partners make a bid for connection which might look like oh i read this book hun or come take a look at this for me or come taste this mm. um we can't ignore those yeah We really need to turn our bodies to engage, um, make time for the other person, even if it is 15 seconds, 30 seconds. Those micro connections throughout the day make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And so some resources to share with you, um, you'll see them on the screen. Intohisrest.org is a great website. Um, This is where you can find the book, uh, Cleansing the Sanctuary of the Hearts. Uh, great resources on there. Um, Gottman, oh, this is just a great mm-hmm, place mm-hmm. to get resources for marriage and family. Focus on the family, mm-hmm. uh, NAD, uh, family.org, familyadventist.org, and even family life. There's so many, so much resources in there that can help you in your journey to come to know, appreciate, and love, encourage mm-hmm. you know, one another in your homes and in your families. 
As always, we bring this to a close. We just want to share with you. I know that, um, as I mentioned, stonewalling is something that I did, um, and it was a cycle in my own life. Uh, whenever things I didn't like or didn't, and I felt personally attacked, I would just kind of go and retreat in my into my own uh, headspace. Uh, and I found that I did this often. Um, it didn't matter what the subject matter was or what it was that we were dealing with. This was just my cycle of um, behavior, so right, to speak. Right. And uh, there was one time where um, the week, you know, was kind of like crazy. Um, there was a lot of things that were going on, but we were doing a wedding mm-hmm. um, at the end of that week. And so we're just throwing a lot of attitude around that yes, week. Yes, yes. Lots of attitude towards <laughs> each other. Um, by God's grace, we got through that wedding. Um, and you know, we were, you know, it's funny, we were talking about love and, 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 and Christ in the middle. Um, but yet we were kind of going through our own stuff. Conflict uh, was a brewing. Yeah, conflict was a brewing. And so, you know, stonewalling as I normally did right after that, three days into it, and we just weren't seeing eye to eye. Um, and, you know. I just, you know, when Orlando was stonewalling, I'm a huge over communicator. Mm-hmm. And so, I immediately was like, let's talk about this. Like, what's going on? What are you feeling? Mm-hmm. What did I do? And mm-hmm. I was just like bombarding him with a whole bunch of questions because I was fearful. I immediately mm-hmm. went to that space and yep. um, or- Orlando wasn't in the space to want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like really hurt. Mm-hmm. And what ha- what helped for us is yep. that we both had therapy appointments, so we do therapy separately. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to my therapist about what happened, and he spoke to his therapist about what mm-hmm. happened. And it's funny because uh, they told us to do the same exact thing, the same yeah. exact exercises, without even knowing uh, that, that they we were, were doing that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so this allowed us. They actually gave us um, a worksheet to go through. Mm-hmm. And it allowed us to like pick apart what was going on yes. in a very clinical way, so we weren't like you know getting up all in our feelings, mm-hmm. but it allowed us to share what was going on inside of us. And mm-hmm. I mean, Orlando and I've been married for almost 16 years, and it was the first time I was learning things about him, mm-hmm. um, which just really blows my mind that you were able to share such vulnerable things mm-hmm. about what was going on yeah. and it really changed mm-hmm. our relation our yeah. relationship yeah. and I mean that was the first time in all honesty that was the first time I really took a deep dive and yes. so it was the first time I ever spoke to anyone outside of my circle again you know um, just experiences the way that I grew up all of those sorts of things came into play um, but I felt that I had the opportunity to um, to open myself up um, mm-hmm. to whatever that would look like even if it meant uh, me looking silly, um, you know, or or me looking um, a certain way to to Liz, but um, I knew that if I didn't, um, that it's, you know, it, it was it, it was, was going to yeah, it was I going think. to get ugly, you know, in yeah. our relationship. Um, and so you know, just being able to share, you know, that vulnerability and taking that deep dive, I feel like it was that, not easy. No, it wasn't easy at all. Yeah, it was. I struggled with it even afterwards. Yes. Um, but I believe that it allowed us to really break that pattern because mm. we've had that pattern for 16 years of marriage sure. and it just showed me like we were not prepared to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we didn't have proper premarital counseling and so 
if if we, you know, people who have been married for 16 years, can learn this new skill, um, then there's hope for all of us. Yeah. You know, yeah. people starting out in their marriage or people that have been married for mm -hmm. a long time. Th that's the power of God in mm -hmm. our lives, the power of the Holy Spirit to transform. Yeah. And so, you know, we want to share this video with you mm -hmm. um, about what it means to be broken individuals yes. who are together. Yeah. And nobody else in scripture sets the tone for us in vulnerability um, and gives us a blueprint of what that actually looks like than God himself. Because the Bible tells us in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I love verse uh, 17 where it says this, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but that through him the world might be saved. Um, I believe that when we look at that vulnerability that Jesus came down into our mess, stepped into our lives, he did that so that he can save us from the brokenness and the mess that we find in this life. So we just want to pray with you right now and we just ask that we, you just bow your heads as we lead us out in prayer. God, you are so good. You are so mighty. We know that there's nothing you cannot do. And so we invite you into our lives, into our families, and we're just asking for help on how we can grow with one another, how we can really be brave enough to share what's going on in our hearts so that we can have healthier and more joyful relationships. Father, we just want to thank you for showing us what vulnerability is. And we pray, Lord, that as a community of faith, that we will be able to show vulnerability not only within our own relationships as uh, spouses, as we deal with our children, family members, and also our community as well, so that we may learn, grow, and heal um, from our own um, experiences, but ultimately, Lord, that we will be drawn to you. And so lead us and guide us. We thank you once again for the opportunity. May you continue to bless and guide us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.